We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag PrincipalPLN or at PrincipalPLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Hey, that button's on. Hey, everybody. (laughs) This is episode 88 of the Principal PLN podcast. This is like the third podcast in three weeks in a row. It's amazing. I can't believe this has happened. How are you guys? Are you... Are you too alive? Is it too cold where you're at? Are you, are you guys moving? Hello. We're moving. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, was, I was just. Uh, I was Have just you dug yourself out? The, yeah, I did. I was just coming in from the cold. You know, um, yeah, we had the bomb cyclone uh, here in New Jersey and also on the whole East Coast, and uh, so that's been fun. Like record low temperatures, wind, lots of snow, no school. It seems like that's a theme going on the last couple of podcasts. So when when you say lots of snow, um, Miss Wisconsin would like to know what you mean by lots of snow. Well, six to eight inches, but I that don't know. Wonderful. I don't think so. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think six to eight inches sounds wonderful. Like the perfect amount. It is. It's so, like, beautiful. what do people do in your state when you get six to eight inches of snow? What happens? Oh, they freak out. Uh, they freak out. Yeah. So um, on Thursday, we do plows. We do have plows. We have, okay. we have plows. We have salt trucks and all that. But you know, the thing is, it, the temperatures have been so cold that um, 
there's a there is a temperature where salt doesn't work. I don't know if you know that or not. On yeah, melting, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we get it quite you, often. <laughs> I don't know if you if you've been checking your Bill Nye the Science Guy uh, <laughs> website, but yeah, apparently there's a temperature where salt doesn't work anymore. So that's the, the temp, whatever temperature that is, we've reached that. And <laughs> yeah, we're there. Um, so yeah, so our our whole week got demolished. Uh, we were off Thursday and Friday. Uh, we've had these crazy blizzard conditions, um, which they've called a bomb cyclone, which is basically like a nor'easter slash winter hurricane kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Is that just like when Arizona says it's a monsoon and it's just raining? Like, am I being disrespectful to New Jersey right now? You know, it's not just New Jersey. It's the whole East Coast. But, I mean. I'm sorry, everybody in the East Coast. Yeah, they come up with these weird names, you know, polar vortex and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, it just, we got a really bad stretch of uh cold and then we got a snowstorm in it that's what it is i think the thing with the east coast though is that they don't they don't ever get snow i know there was like four inches in south carolina or something it's just they don't they don't get that kind of snow there was there was snow in florida this week right well you know ironically 21 years ago was the blizzard of 96 right i remember that blizzard you remember that blizzard? So here's the weird thing about that. I wasn't even on the East Coast at the time. I was in England, and uh, I missed it. I was on a winter semester abroad. I was actually still in college 21 years ago. Making me feel old right now. Um, <laughs> hey, so what is the temperature where you each are at right now? Uh, at this moment, and this moment. it is um, five below. Okay. Yep. I'm negative seven. Oh, I'm at seven. Seven. That, so it's like, pretty, yeah, it's pretty wear coats If it was above zero. Okay. So I'm going to give you an app recommendation right now. That is purely for your entertainment. When you're checking okay. the weather, it is called oh, WT forecast. <laughs> yep. And you can change the settings where there's maybe some swearing or the swearing is turned on or not. Um, and right now, when I open up my weather app, I have it on the um, not swearing because my children enjoy it as well. And then I don't need them seeing the words. Um, right now, in where I'm at, it's colder than a warlock's winker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just a heads up. The profanity is profane. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Like, it is, it is profane. It, yes. So if you are not even easily offended, I'm, I'm not, I don't find myself to be easily offended. Um, but there is sometimes for me, it's a little over the top. So if, if you're somebody who doesn't like crude or then just keep it on, just, just get rid of the profanity. Cause it's, yes. it's pretty, pretty profane. And what's it called again? WT forecast, like okay. WTF. Okay. Oh, gotcha. It's made by the, the carrot people. Have you ever, did you guys have that app? People. The, so there's an app called carrot. And it was for, um, oh, I can't remember what the first one was, but then they had like a task manager one and you could, you would put in 
tasks that you want to do and then it would send you these like it was really mean and rude to you like it would send you these things to get you to do your tasks it i mean it, it was hysterical it's really funny but um so they're the ones that made this app it's it's like a it's a it's not it's not bad it sounds terrible it's really funny um i enjoy it i enjoy yeah, seeing what they have to say about my weather <laughs> So I've got a question since we've been in school this week or we haven't been in school and Jess or um, Teresa is off. Uh, Jess, what what's been going on with you guys? Well, we had school four days this week. We uh, continued to go despite the conditions because it's normal here. <laughs> um, I actually only had one parent the entire week that chose not to send her child to school because of the weather. Um, and that could have been for any reason. But anyways, yeah, so we continued on. However, uh, we don't go outside for recess if it is below zero. So we've had indoor recess all week. And um, when that happens, people start going bananas. Um, so wait, hold on, let me, can I back up a second? Yeah. So the, the cutoff for you guys going outside is if it's above zero, yes. so if it's one, if it's one degree, you go out. Yeah, we do factor in the wind chill though, and it's yeah, usually always windy here. So if it was one, it's probably going to end up being below with the wind chill where we're at. Ours is ten. Oh, okay. Um, with the wind chill, like sustained, ten miles an hour with the wind chill. But our, so there, it's it's different, and even for closing school, because I think I'm going to say in the last couple years we've had more days closed or days off because of cold than we have because of snow. And if here, if the wind chill is, um, our district is 25 below sustained wind chill, mm -hmm. then they cancel school because it's too cold. Um, the frostbite factor is too high for kids standing at the bus. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of our, it's between, it's usually between 20 and like 35, depending on where the district is, but it's a sustained wind chill. So that's been our, Kind of our thing so this week as much as i was i was not looking forward to having this entire week off because i was thinking it would have been nice to go back earlier we wouldn't have gone back and then or we would have gone back probably one day and then you would have taken and then we would have had two days and we would have had to make we would have had to use two of our snow days and we've already had one so we'd be really close to having to make them up in january and that's not good because we have we have like six built in i think Mm -hmm. So once you once you go over that, we have to start making them up, and I don't want to do that. We haven't used anything yet this year, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, this was our first time using, um, and I think I think last year we we actually escaped with like only have maybe one day or maybe no days, um, but yeah, it's it's a I don't know. I mean, I look at it like a couple different ways. And you are oh, you know what I want to bring up now that we're talking about snow days. Um, did anyone see the tweet uh, from Tom Murray about? I was just going to bring that up. You oh, were yes. a great mind. You know what? That I thought that was very interesting that he said that. I mean, it's well, a little easy when you're not in is. the and you're not you in the day to day. I used okay. to say that to my teachers too because I would have I would have teachers on social media who had when I was at St. Mary's, um, I had, I had teachers who were on social media that had parents on their social media and they were like, you know, I can't wait to have a snow day or are we going to have a day tomorrow? And then as soon as it's called, they're like, woohoo, let's go. And I, I would call them or send them right. a text and say, you know what? 
like if my kid was in your class, mm -hmm. uh, like so, that would make me feel bad. So I would not we all know that. what Tom Marie's tweet was, or I actually saw it on Facebook. So for those listening, what Tom Marie had posted was educator friends, please be careful in how you celebrate school cancellations, such as snow days and what message your words can send to your students and families. If seen, we all know the excitement, but making it seem like you don't want to be there can be a very fine line. Just stay humble, yeah. stay warm and stay safe. And I, yeah, I fully agree with that. And it drives me bananas when like the weather is coming. Um, and cause when staff start seeing stuff in class then the kids all get, you know, they're all like looking forward to school to be out. And it, again, what message are you sending? And not only that, but I don't know how many times you guys have probably, probably just more than spike. I would imagine just because of the weather, you know, your weather is very similar to ours, but it is, it's when this, when the staff starts talking about having snow days or wanting a snow day in class and then the kids get excited about it and then it doesn't happen. Yes. Then everybody day is horrible. And then yeah. you know what happens on social media? Parents <gasps> are blowing up of why do you have school? Why aren't you? Da, 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 da. Yeah. It's okay. really You're, bad. I, I get my superintendent says this phrase. We are our own worst enemy. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> totally. Well, true. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, it, yeah, we are we are our own worst enemy because you're right. Because I don't think I I think it's well intentioned from the teacher's perspective, like that they you know that they they look at it's like oh we get a day off and yeah yada yada right. Um, it's sort of like when you're excited about the summer break or you do like the countdowns to the summer and and stuff like that, and it it does it sends a it sends a it doesn't send the right message. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what message that, like as a person, I get it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I mean. Like I, I can understand it as a, as a person, as somebody who works, like, I, I don't know, they work at a bank. I mean, I just don't see people doing that either. Like they don't say like, woohoo, banks are closed today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what though? I, I feel like there is nothing more, exciting than a snow day there's just not like an unexpected day off is just from being little you know it's just so exciting and you have a whole day to just play as long as it's a snow day and it's not a cold day you know you remember those days like you go outside and you get all dressed up and you could go build forts and hang out with your friends and it was it was awesome there was nothing better and as an adult and a teacher or, or an administrator, there is still kind of that excitement. Now I still go to work on snow days. So for me, it's a little more anxious. Um, I have a little more anxiety for it because I have to find some place to send my kids. Um, so that's kind of a, you know, for me, I, I get that from the parent perspective too, is well, I, you know, yeah. am I gonna need daycare or am I not gonna need daycare? And where am I gonna take them? Who's gonna be home? So that being said, I get it too, but there is there there is something kind of magical about a snow day but as a as a parent if i was looking and my teacher was really excited about not having to teach my kid tomorrow i don't i'm sure that's not how anybody means it but uh, yeah that's my part i don't you know i don't think that's how they mean it but i think it says a little bit more about what teachers and educators are going through. And I, I can't put my finger on it because believe me, we could be here for three hours. And I think, isn't that the window of today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> ish. But, ish, three hours. But there, it, there's something, there is something that's going on where I don't know if educators like their jobs as much as they used to. Oh, for sure. For I sure? 
I don't, I don't even know if it's that they don't like it. I think they don't feel appreciated. Yeah. I, I think it's a, it's the public perception of educators. And I think that that's a lot of why, I don't know if we ever talked about that on, on this pad, podcast, but there was an article and I'll try to find it and put it in the blog post, but we had an article in the Detroit news that talked about the, the differences in the last five years of teacher education programs. And oh. we have some undergrad education programs that are actually closing in the state of Michigan because we don't have enough, there aren't enough people going into education. And the numbers are you know, double digit drops in five years. They're not, it's not wow. even a little bit. They're huge. So what, what are educators doing? And this probably happens more at the, you know, secondary level than elementary level. Um, but what are educators doing to um, share that this is, a great job. It could be one that people could consider as they grow up. Well, I think that like, like somebody said <laughs> earlier, like we're our worst enemy. I, I don't know if they're doing yeah. a great P I don't, I don't know if they're doing a great job marketing it because there's a lot of people that I talk to that will say, I don't want my kid to go into this field. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was um, going into teaching, <clears throat> I had one of my teachers say that to me. Um, and this was that long ago, years ago. Yeah. He was like, and it, it only made me want to do it more. Um, but it, I, I was like, yeah, I'm like, it's going to be fine. I'm going to love it. So nah, but it, he, it was, it was, you know, he's like, you're, you're, you're going to hate it. The hours are really long. And it, I mean, just went on and on and on. And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you say that to somebody who it's, it's a service profession. And I think, um, I and, think, but what does that say if somebody is saying that? And what else are they saying in their position as well? What else are they saying to their students? Right. That that I have I have significant concerns with that. It's a it's a huge it's problem, and it's not just. I think I think a lot of it too comes from, you know. I mean, just look around social media. It's it's mm -hmm. out there. There are. I can't. I don't think I can go a day. I well, no. I feel well, like it's a little better now, but there was a good amount of time that. You couldn't go any period of time without seeing somebody complaining about a teacher. Oh yeah, on Facebook. Well, I, I think, yeah. I mean, there's something that that shifted. Like, and, and once again, I think we would we would agree that social media doesn't cause this; it just reveals it. Mm -hmm. But there has been a change about, like, in society about how we view teachers and how we view education. So we all agree that that's changed, right? Because. You know, the, the the principal of 30 years ago didn't have to deal with half the stuff that we did and and they would never have dealt with the questioning and all this other kind of stuff that goes on like people just took it as like hey that's the principal they make the decision that's the teacher they make the decision so there there has been that something that's changed um think about um I don't know. My my friend Jay Eitner is is working on this thing where it's called like the eight uh, nineteen twenty twenty one. Have you heard about this? Mm -hmm. Okay, so eight. I don't. I'm gonna kind of butcher this, but like, say the curriculum sort of pedagogy structure of education was really set in the nineteenth century. Then you have people who were trained and you know, kind of brought into this in the 20th century, but yet we're supposed to be preparing people for the 21st century. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like, if you look at the structure of this, and I, I know we've talked about this before, I, I, I'm on this rant all the time where like, if you, like a lot of people will post those things like, 
responsibilities of an educator in the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. And we all look at that and laugh and stuff like that. But like the the reality is like, that's yeah. Yeah. Build the fire. (laughs) Don't have, you know, don't have a a husband, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) there was usually like one like guy who was involved and he was the principal. Like, yeah, it, it just, it just seems like that is the structure and it, I mean, it is so f- far removed from that. But then, in another in another sense, like you wonder if like has that mentality really gone away? Like we we really do want teachers to um, do lesson plans and grade on their time. Right. Most other most other places, you really don't have that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you are dealing with other people's children and all the different issues that are going on. So you're dealing with all these societal issues that were that that are much different than they were before. And like, I don't know, for the last eight years in New Jersey, I don't know if you ever heard of a guy named Chris Christie. Like he was like our governor and very anti teacher. And well, how about Scott Walker? That's our governor. That's true. And let's yeah. add Betsy DeVos, who, you know, isn't for public education. I mean, it's, you know, add politics to it. And it, it just has created a nation of, um, I don't even have words this early in the morning for something that deep. Yeah. We're either just not, (laughs) I'm sorry. I've only got one cup of coffee down. I need more. Yeah. It's like, it's like either we're not happy, you know, with it, we're, we're criticizing it. It costs too much money, yada, 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 or, it's not effective. And then there's people who, like us who are in it. And it's like, well, I feel like we could be doing so much more uh, and we need to be doing much more, but we're also like, we're constrained by some of the things that are, that have been mm-hmm. put in place for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't let all but, this crap depress you people. This is an awesome job and you can still find the joy in it. Despite Betsy DeVos and, People saying stupid things on social media. This job rocks. I'm going to share a celebration. Yeah, okay. going back to people not wanting to go into this career. Um, so I have a teacher who's going to be going on maternity leave soon, um, and I was really struggling with people applying for um, filling in that position. And um, one of my interview candidates, when she came in, I looked at her and I was like, "Why do you look familiar?" And she said, "I graduated from here." And then it all came back. When she was a high school student, she came down and was a teacher helper during her study hall because she wanted to see what it's like to be in a classroom. And she had done some of her practicum hours with us. And both of those times were with the teacher that she's doing the maternity leave for. So it's like come full circle. Um, wow. And I made sure to, you know, to email um, and include the high school staff of, you know, look at how, you know, it turns out those job placements for high schoolers can really be beneficial. That's so cool. That yeah. is cool. That's my little celebration to share. We can, we can nurture that and we can, you know, not saying everybody has to be a teacher, but, you know, we can be positive about our own career and um, build some awesome future teachers. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Tom Murray, for putting that tweet out because I think, yeah, we could be talking about like snow days and stuff like that, but I do think it gets to a much more uh, deeper level. Like any transitions that we have or the 
with the August post of the teachers, like not wanting to go back to work and all that kind of stuff. You're right. It just, it sends some. some... And and I remind my teachers that in my like weekly posts, I remind them before Christmas break and I remind them, you know, coming up to the summer months that if you do a countdown, you know, the more off schedule you get, the more off track your kids are going to get. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. I walked into a classroom at the high school that had, I was doing um, like walkthroughs and I was sitting in the classroom and it had a Christmas countdown on the board. Mm. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this, is, this isn't out for anybody. Kids who are going home to a house that barely has heat, that I they're not gonna have Christmas. Food or- They don't get as good of food. Their yeah. best meal is their free lunch at school. Yeah, uh, it's you know, just something we, we really, really need to be aware yeah. of. And it's exciting, but I had some teachers who they celebrated at the end of our first day back of just sharing stories of knowing how excited their kids were to be back because this this is their safe place. And right. you know, they realized how important their role and their classroom space is for their kids. And once again, it's well-intentioned people who are like, oh, well, there's eight school days left before. Like, I never feel like it's done in a way that is uh, inappropriate. It's just, it, like you said, it just sends the wrong message. Like I've had to do that before too. Like, um, you know, with, with different activities that were, that were going on, but, um, but yeah, I just think it speaks to that larger, that larger issue. And I, and I guess you're right. We can't control the governors and the politics and stuff like that, but we, we can, you can control your own class. I'm a firm believer in this. You can control your own classroom. You can control your own school, you know, whatever, you know, position that you're in. And you just have to go from that. And um, sort of like Todd Whitaker says, you know, like, you know, if people start saying things that are contrary to that. You just remind them we don't talk like that here. You know, that's not how we do things here and then move on. And if they don't do that, then then they're actually like becoming insubordinate and stuff like that. And I think we have as, as school leaders, I think we do have to call people to the carpet and say, listen, that's just not appropriate. Like, you know, you, you can't, you can't do that. You can't say that. Um, I mean, you can, but you just, that's not how we do it here. Isn't that with any job though? I mean, don't you, don't you feel like if you're sitting in, you know, I mean, if I was sitting in the job I had before I was a principal, and, you know, talking about how terrible it was or how, you know, how much I hated it or how, you know, it, that doesn't go anywhere. It's not. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? This is, it's not like we're holding, it's not like we're holding teachers to a different standard. If my husband, you know, in his corporate job goes to work and starts talking about how horrible the conditions are and how, you know, he doesn't get enough time off or he's got to do things after work, that doesn't, that doesn't fly anywhere. Well, they will say that the teachers are held to a higher standard. Yes, but not on that. I feel like not on that. Yeah. Part of it. That's, you know, that's something that we should be, we should be calling people out on. This is, mm -hmm. you know, talking about, and it's, and it's part of, you know, like we're saying, it's part of a bigger, part of a bigger solution, part of a bigger problem, but it's, a, it's just another one of those things that we're making ourselves our own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. well, well, no, and I'm glad that you people who are better at admiring a problem than getting to work on doing the work that they need to do. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I think what you said, too, 
uh, Teresa, is good because you, you do we do have to hear from people in other industries um, that like this isn't accepted, that isn't accepted. Because my point back away was to say a lot of teachers say, well, we're held to a higher standard. Like, yeah, if you're a manager at TD Bank or whatever, and you say, you know, t- like I can't believe that TD Bank closed today. Oh, only two more days to the weekend. Like you did all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What message are you sending to your people about like your job? Right. Right. Yeah. It's a good conversation. Yeah. Like, like I said, thanks Tom Murray for uh, getting it started. (laughs) So, Hey, you guys were talking about one word. Spike, you had a blog post. <laughs> and I'm just, well, I'm before... just going to say for everybody to know, I don't, I haven't blogged in a long time and I don't do that one word stuff because if you've listened to like previous episodes where we used to do, what did we call that game at the end? Oh, um, like word the... association. Word association. Yeah. Like you all I know, I can't give one word association. I give you a thesis. <laughs> oh, that's so, right. I'm sorry. I'm not joining <laughs> in on the one word business, but I would love to hear about yours, Spike. Well, first off, I want to just say that, um, like with the one word business, like it's pretty interesting. I'll have to pull, I'll have to put it in, in the uh, show notes, but um, there's this site, right? So you just go into the site and it'll say like what, like one word and then you want to have for 2018. And then also, um, like what background? I think it probably takes less than a minute to do the whole thing. To write the blog post too. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, like, I didn't write a blog post on it, but I Oh, okay. I didn't write a blog post on it yet, but I just wanted to say that just doing the whole one word process, it really didn't take that long. <laughs> and can I did this? I know you're busy. From... <laughs> I know I know you're busy. Well, hold on. So I'm the book nerd. This did come from a book originally, right? Because I know I read the book and I was like, oh, this is good stuff. But then I didn't do it. Um, I don't know where it came from. Oh, okay. Because there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of things out there. Okay. All right. Keep talking. I'll stop interrupting you. So there's one word books. What? If there was a one word book. Yeah. Did you say there's a one word book? Yes, I, the one word. I listened oh, to I it on say, Audible. Like, it's that's where it say, came like, from. Somebody I'm wrote gonna, a book about your one word. I'm it's say, clearly purely <laughs> spikes. Spikes assuming that you're talking about a book with one word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that got that would be. You know what? I'm going to publish. I could publish like 20 today. It's just one word. It only takes like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to have to DJ Novak on the book with no pictures. There you go. Tough. <laughs> I think we have to explain why this is so funny. <laughs> because anyone who's listening is like, it's probably like, this is not funny. So we were talking before the I show about hilarious. what we were going to be talking about. We Spike had, had put in the show notes that he was going to talk about his one word. And Jess said, I haven't gotten to the whole one word thing. And Spike says, <laughs> Jess, it takes like a minute. <laughs> we we just lost it so that's why we're. yeah because you made it like i couldn't get to it like okay there's like this long list of things that i wanted to do and like i just couldn't get to that one and i'm thinking to myself like of all things that you couldn't get to just like just go on to that silly site and put one word in there and you see i think i think that's it you're just not buying it you're not buying one word you did you do a new year's resolution no i just well i mean Yes, ish. I mean, I had previous goals that I just refine. 
I'd, and they're goals that I keep all the time. Like you guys know, I, I get up and do the miracle morning and I'm reading my affirmations and all of that stuff. My husband calls nerdy. Um, so like, it wasn't just all of a sudden, Ooh, now I have new goals for 2018. I just refined them. So is there one word that like sticks out to you of like what you feel like 2018 could be about Jess? See what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> like in your affirmations or like in, in like the, the reading that you've been doing. Like, if I had to pick a one word, but now I can't pick one because I said I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm being a teenager right now, but I'm taking my heels. No, just kidding. Okay, no, mine would be balance. If I picked one word, oh, okay, it would be balance. Wow, look I, at that balance. I'm okay, write the blog post about it. I'll write a no, book. No, you might. Well, I'll write a you book. Never know, you can write one. <laughs> That's going to take a little longer than a minute. <laughs> yeah. You never know. This this conversation here could change your life forever. Now there's something that's going to happen with balance and No, there is. Look, that, yeah, that yeah. is. So, what about you, Teresa? Do you have one word? <laughs> I don't have time for one word. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. You know, it it takes a while to like really formulate that one word. You know what? I, I did. I, it was one of those like I, I wanted to pick one, and then I'm I am the worst at like narrowing them down because I don't like I don't ever feel like I can stick to one because then it changes. Like my focus will change, and I'm like, no, I like this one better. But yesterday, um, someone had posted an Instagram picture, and it said, "Become more aware of what's really worth your energy." <laughs> and that really, like, really so, so what you're saying is I one mean, word. That's a good one word. <laughs> it doesn't. My it, sentence. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, it, one word is like an energy sucker. Like it'll zap, it'll zap the energy no, away from you. My me. one word is aware. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. Because I feel there like you I, you know, it's it's kind of like the whole like learning to say no thing. Um, mm. I keep, I, I always try to in, in kind of in my head is, is if I can help, I should, because if there's something that I can do that will help somebody or some organization or whatever, I should do it. But that doesn't always end well because I end up being stressed or anxious or overworked mm. or whatever. And it's just not a good choice. So I think that that, that quote really, really stuck with me yesterday. And I thought that needs to be, that's my one word. I like it. What was your one word spike? My one word was gratitude. And I oh. think that I've been doing a lot of work on that uh, over the last, like say year and a half. Uh, so it's not like anything new, you know, for this year. I just yeah. saw and I was like, oh, that's, that's great. Because I feel like it's probably the one thing that I've put into practice that I've kept up with, um, you know, doing my gratitude list and, um, you know, trying to spread that at my school. Um, oh, excuse me. I couldn't hit the mute button. Sorry about that sneeze in everybody's ear. <laughs> I felt it, it come on bad. for a while too. It wasn't that bad. Well, it wasn't I that threw, bad. I threw, I threw my headphones off really quick. <laughs> if you I would have saw, cut it out, but now this is way more fun. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would definitely leave that in there. Um, <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> this is where so, we are. Well, this is not a professionally done podcast. No, it's not. Um, okay, so 
let's take a minute and not not in one word but let's take a minute and uh, talk a little bit about like popular culture so just wanted to talk about um the logan paul uh video oh yeah so last weekend logan paul um and if you don't know who logan paul is then you don't have a teenager who watches youtube um there's logan paul and there's jake paul they're brothers just if you want to have a little history there um and so logan paul has a youtube channel he's a famous youtuber and he went to a japanese suicide forest and i guess um recorded himself there and i didn't see it um and i guess he was joking about you know somebody hanging around and there was actually somebody hanging yeah. um who had committed suicide um, and then I guess he got blasted on social media and he pulled his channel or he pulled his, um, that video down. Um, and he made a, a, a video apology. Um, but I mean, kids were talking about it right away. And I had a conversation with my own son at home and he said, because he does watch Logan Paul and he watches Jake Paul and whatever. And he hadn't seen it, but he said, oh yeah, everybody was talking about it, mom. And then he said, but look, he said, and I, I love this. He said, once you put something online, it's it's there forever because people already pulled his video or um, you know downloaded his video and made their own videos of it. So if you just search for it, there are tons and tons of videos that um, I would assume include the original video in there. Um, I refuse to watch it. Um, and then our conversation also included, there's videos of his brother, Jake Paul, reacting to Logan Paul's video. And my son did watch that one, but he goes, mom, this is a, this, um, this reaction of Jake Paul, this is from, and he remembered some other video that Jake Paul was reacting from. He goes, this isn't really him reacting to this. They pulled it from somewhere else. So this isn't even true. And so then we have that whole conversation wow. of fake media. See, things can be pulled out of context and put in there and it you know it just turned into so many different conversations um but obviously the original um concern is about you know how suicide was being made made fun of there and how serious of a topic that is and especially for kids who actually you know if you subscribe to his channel and you got that video and watched it and actually saw that like oh just disturbing on so many different levels well, you know what else I found disturbing about the whole thing is that Japan has a forest that's called Suicide Forest and that people commit suicide in there. And I don't I, I, I didn't dig much on it. Like, I don't know if that's the actual name of it. That's. Um, oh, OK. I mean, that's what I, I mean. Maybe it is. I, I was just so worried as I was searching, like, I don't want to see an actual video of this. So um, I could be wrong. I mean, I could obviously Google it right now. But yeah, no, it was. um like from the, the, the one that I saw, it you could see somebody, you know, in the background. Um, well, and actually I, here, I can put a link in here of um, the CNN article that, that went with it. And um, our counselor did, you know, email this out because just to be aware of, you know, we yeah. have a lot of kids talking about this. I did talk with my kids because we, we weren't in school the last couple of days because of the, the bomb cyclone. But uh, we... I did talk with my kids about it and they reacted very negatively to it. Like they thought that it was inappropriate what he did. And, you know, so like, I think the backlash uh, from, from kids and from people, you know, were like, Hey, you know, you don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, some, there's so, there's so much. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I struggle with it because, you know, there's, yeah, there was an apology and yeah, you know, but if, if you're going to a place that you, you know, this is what people do there, then why, why would you even, why? I, yeah. You know I mean? well, like, and if you watch this kid's channel and Jake Paul, well, and many YouTubers, they all do such stupid stuff just yeah. to entertain kids. And I, I <coughs> enjoy it. And I often am like, if you ever like, you know, get the finger out and give yeah. the threat, you will not do this crap. Yeah. I, I think it's something like, um, I think we were talking about this, I don't know, it was before the show or during the show. I don't know. They're all starting to blend in, but about how your son only watches like apps oh, as opposed yeah. to watching regular so TV. I, I failed as a parent. So my kids only watch YouTube and Netflix. We, um, we don't have cable. We have just basic channels. And so like, we don't watch TV really. Um, but there was one day when my kiddo, I didn't want him to watch YouTube or Netflix in the morning. So I just turned on PBS and he was watching cartoons. And the next day, okay, don't say anything, buddy. He's actually right next to me right now. He goes, do you know that like after each show, another one comes on like every half an hour, there's another show. <laughs> oh. I love that so much. <laughs> yep. yep. There is. There's a different show every half an hour. So, um, I've read That's so great. But you know what? I yeah. think my kids were the same way because we were to we would talk about I mean not not you know not knowing that another show came on, but struggling with um, you know, they like to they especially when they were a little bit younger, they would love to watch the same show over and over again, like the same episode of the same oh, show yeah. over and yeah. over again. And so they would see it on Disney Junior or whatever they were watching and then want to watch it again. Yeah. And like, well, we we can't because it's that's not how that works. Well, we'll just rewind it. <laughs> but it's not how it works because we don't have a DVR. Yeah, so I'm like, guys, you can't like, you can't just rewind it. And that was a, a complete like, mm -hmm. no, not understanding. Mm -hmm. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think the whole the, the the amount of stuff I think the kids watch, like you know, on YouTube or you know, all the like different apps and stuff. Like, yeah, it, it, I think it just completely changed television. You know for the future because um they're not they're not going to be watching sitcoms and stuff like that when they when they get older they're watching you know like all this this silly stuff now which to them is like their their sitcom but like they're, yeah they're yeah. famous youtuber when they have a new video out that's what their sitcom is yeah yeah um it's interesting so there is that um and then um our buddy adam welcome did a, a crazy marathon Oh, yeah. Okay. So you had, before we were coming on, you said we should have, or no, Teresa, you noticed that we could podcast for eight hours and said we should have a marathon. So right. Adam Welcome, who we had him on a million episodes ago, um, he this past year ran a marathon each month. Um, and I will share with you, he's writing the book Run Like a Pirate. Um, and it's not just all about running. It's about, you know, whatever is your passion, go out and get it. Um, but on New Year's Eve, when I had a Netflix marathon, he ran, <laughs> um, it was a 24 hour, I don't know if it's called a 24 hour marathon, but it's how far can you run in 24 hours? It was in California. Um, that, the Golden Gate Bridge was in the background of the pictures that I saw. And he um, ran, it's a one mile loop. 
I believe he ran 103 miles. That's oh my! I, that's what I thought I remembered too. So, um, maybe I'll even just you know to recognize and celebrate um, him. I'll I'll find a picture to put in here and um, recognize him for his just wow wow seriously wow like that's something I've read about like from Dean Carnassus of like that crazy running. Um, and I do tell him like he's crazy, but in like a good way. Yeah. Um, and I would never do that. Um, so just awesome. Congratulations to you, Adam. Mm. Um, and then a few days later, I saw a Facebook post from him of since he can't run right now, he was doing 500 pushups. Like seriously, 500, you wow. can't do like, a <laughs> he's just awesome. That's amazing. Just yeah, that's awesome. right. Cause I remember even when we talked with him, he was telling us like his, daily routine and it oh, was like he, he's inspirational like, what yeah he's like up at you know 3 a.m and out running 16 miles before my coffee parts start my coffee pot starts turning on <laughs> yeah so i'll be looking forward to that book and applying that to different areas of my life not running i love running but i'm on a running break has he ever run in a pirate costume i don't think he has i'm not oh. aware of that do you think on the cover he Maybe he would be running on a. He might like, have to. Yeah. I know. So what I'm really excited about is there was a film crew there, um, because he will have like a, a documentary-ish video on his website um, when that that book is coming out. So we'll, you'll be able to see it. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's a cool dude. Yeah. Shout out to you, Adam. All right. We got anything else? Teresa? Um, how much time no. do we have? Because I, I can talk about a staff meeting I just had. Why don't you talk about a staff meeting and okay. then um Okay, and then so this after that after that you'll dismiss us. I'll dismiss you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um okay. So um I, I'm gonna share and I something I did in a staff meeting, but to give some background. So and I'm giving 10 years background. So when I first came to our school, it was very traditional. Um, it was, you know, everybody reads a basil and kids fill out a reading log at home and it's compliance based and your parents have to sign it and our grades are based on your reading log. And um, if you cringe during that, then I love you. Um, so we did some work of, you know, reading Donalyn Miller, the book whisperer. We moved into Daily Five and Cafe and it totally changed it. And we were just growing passionate readers. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry, I have my kid next to me. Um, well, we implemented Lucy Calkins units of study for reading this year. We previously did the writing years ago. This year we're implementing reading. And I had shared in one of our podcasts that um, our staff PD day was that, um, I don't remember what I called it, you know, walking, grab your trail mix. They, so they'd go through each grade to see what they were highlighting at their grade so we could see what is happening at every single grade. And then we came together and we all had our trail mix because we picked up different snacks in each room and then had conversations to follow up and ask questions. And one of the conversations was about reading logs because they look different at each grade level, which that's fine. And so we want to hear what are you doing with it? How are you using it? Um, and there's so many purposes for a reading log to help kids get to know them, like develop their reading identity, you know, to know what kind of books they like to read. Where do they read most? When are they abandoning books? Those things. But what came up is that teachers were using their reading logs for grades mm -hmm. and like a lot of them. And in the moment, um, if, if this would have been a sitcom, like insert the little cartoon, um, 
episode, like little clip of like my head exploding and like being super, super angry. Um, and I, I, I didn't let that come out of my mouth there. And I, after that um, PD day, I had to step back and go, okay, we weren't doing this. We were developing passionate readers. How have we gone back to a compliance based um, thing that we know can kill the love of reading for kids? It's all about compliance. So um, it took me some time. I went back and I reread everything I could in Lucy to see like, you know, is that message given in there for teachers? And it wasn't. So what I came back and did then um, at this week's staff meeting, I told them, you know, I want to follow up on the conversation we had. And one of them was on reading logs. And um, so I split the staff in half in the room. And I said, you know, it doesn't matter whether what you're currently doing with reading logs or how you feel about them. This half of the room, you are going to argue for using reading logs for grading and the other half you are going to argue against using reading logs for grading. Mm -hmm. I gave them 10 minutes. I want you to discuss. You can go on, you know, the internet and find articles to back up your argument. Um, and I did that because I was going to give them articles to use for research. Um, however, if you spend your time searching, there is no evidence to back up using reading logs for grading. So I couldn't give them things. But anyway, so gave them their time there. They're having their discussion. The group that um, was arguing against using the reading logs for grading, like they filled up their chart paper and could have used more chart paper of all the reasons to not record um, grades for reading logs. And then I gave them that chance to share out with, you know, the other side of the room, um, their, the points that they made I also pointed out for them, how would this activity work in your classroom? Like whatever topic you're studying, um, could you use this and give the chance for kids to argue? Um, because I had even my music, my Fayed, my art people in there, um, even though they don't, they don't teach reading, I thought this could be an activity you could do with your kids. Um, but anyway, so then after that, that my purpose of that was building understanding because I could have just told them, you all have to stop grading reading logs, but I wanted them to build that understanding. Um, and so that discussion that they were having together and seeing there are so many arguments against grading the reading logs and there were like not many for grading reading logs. So that was um, the activity that we did in our staff. Um, and really the root issue of why my staff went to grading reading logs is they didn't know what else to be getting grades for for kids. Yeah. So that's, that's our continued um, focus that we need to have. So I'm just sharing that with you. I think and that then, there's a lot more people who are grading reading logs and having kids do reading logs than not. Oh, God. It just kills me, you guys. I know. And I have these discussions all the time, even with people who, you know, maybe they teach in other districts and stuff like that. And they talk about reading logs and grading reading logs. I don't know. I just I think okay. it I think it's more of a chore. Yeah. So. I just I wanted to call up Donalyn Miller and be like, Donalyn. Like, I just want to bring her in to talk to my staff. Um, okay, but then, so then I'm going to follow up on this with and ask a follow-up question. So my superintendent came and observed me in this, and I had told her ahead of time. I was like, this could be awesome discussion that you see, or it could be a train wreck. Either way, you know, come enjoy the show. Um, but when she met with me afterwards, she shared um, for me to know, um, like, the certain people that were continuing to have little side conversations, like even while I was talking. Um, and I realized I do have teachers that, you know, if I'm talking, they'll, they'll continue like little sidebar conversations. And um, that's gone on forever. 
Do you have that when you're in a staff? Oh meeting? my God. We, uh, we could have a whole thing on this. Yeah. You know what we do? Yeah. Okay. And it's bad. I mean, they're on their phones. You, they're on their devices. What do you do about that? Like these are teachers who would not allow their students to do this. Correct. And even, you know, if I use like the teacher, like proximity, like go move closer to them. Can you do that over there? That's a loud child. Um, you know, move close to them. Give the, I've even like given them the look. Like that wasn't in this meeting, but how, what do you, cause if I call them out on it, then I'm a, a B, you know? Yeah. We, um, we, we reset expectations. Um, actually it was more for like a professional development day, like where we had speakers and stuff come in. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have these teachers, you know, sending the wrong message to, you know, these, these presenters who come in from the outside or whatever. So we did that. Um, in fact, I, I, set, I sent something out to the staff, and then our assistant superintendent took it and then sent that same entire district. You know, and it was basically like being mindful, be, you know, be in the space. Um, if you need to use your phone, you need to go outside and, 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 and use it. And, you know, we, we kind of sent them that message. Um, since that time, ironically, we didn't have a meeting in December. I just canceled it because of the um, Winter Wonderland week. And then in, um, in, in November, we did like a different type of meeting. So our, our next full one will be in January. And yeah, it's, it's going to like start the new year. Here are the expectations. Remind them of that because, yeah, and ours are at the end of the day. And so it's even equally, I think, difficult for them to, uh, you know, I would love to devices. see what you shared out with your staff. Yeah, I can um, I can share that with you, yeah. Because I've even, you know, I've had the, um, you know, we have our, our staff norms, and I've even done one meeting where I said, you know, I want to go back to this. One of, one of the ones we have on here is, and I don't remember how it's worded about, you know, respectful listening or whatever. And I've said, like, one of these that's the hardest for me is when you're having conversations while I'm talking, it's distracting to me, it's distracting to other people. Um, you know, I've said that and then like, ugh, I don't know, I feel like I'm banging my head on a wall. I hear you. All right, venting it's, over. I'm sorry. I'm being negative. It's an issue. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's an issue. You know, it's definitely an issue, but, um, all right, well, look, my battery is running really low. I'm on my phone this week. So podcast, um, I think this was a really long podcast. I'm sorry. Sorry, or, it's or okay. you're welcome. You're welcome. Maybe it's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> you're welcome for I'm this. I'm sorry, or you're welcome. I'm sorry, you're welcome. All right, should I dismiss you? Yes, right, let's ma'am. Start the, the front pews of the church may leave first. All right. I <laughs> um, hope you enjoyed this. We'll be back again. Let us know what you think. Tweet us, box us, whatever. Principal PLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges.
Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com slash B-E.